3: the loose cannons are on the air what are we doing
2: what are you doing
3: steve hartman
0: just listening to my voice in that moment i had a moment i'm like (laughs) dang i sound good and mike costa Costa.
2: hopefully Costa can never get a word in
3: on extra 1360 fox sports san diego the way to compete that's the
0: way to compete number two the loose cannons on your home of everything san diego sports extra 1360 fox sports san diego 1350
3: in the ie
0: yesterday we did a poll very one-sided poll yes maybe we get into this a little bit later on uh talk about the chargers Somebody had uh, made a bold prediction, Insider, with ESPN, that uh, the Chargers will be the 2017 AFC West champions. Uh, We asked people, uh, is that a more likely scenario, or is it more likely that the Chargers finish last in the AFC West for the third consecutive year? 92% said... Last place. Here we come.
3: And
1: and again, if you take the sour grapes out of it and you're just looking at rosters on the sheet of paper with the four teams in the AFC West, they do not have the best roster in the AFC
0: West. This guy made the claim that even if if all four AFC West teams have a healthy 2017, there's no question the Chargers have the best 53 man roster. And I ask I would ask him this. Give me one position, one, where they have a clear-cut advantage over all three of the teams in the AFC West. Oh, uh, (laughs) place-kicking. We know that's not true. (laughs) Said nobody ever. I mean, you know, punting disaster last year with Kaser. Terrible. Uh, I mean, think about it. You had a punter last year that had directly lost two games for you. Yeah. Not one game, two games. That's hard to do, and those lovable chargers were able to do it. They did that last year. So, yeah. uh, anyway, you sounded off saying that's uh, ridiculous. Complete. No, they Complete. are uh, they are still the worst team in the AFC West. All right, it's that time. Four and four, four and four, four, four,
1: and four top stories of the day. Four Ernie Martinez, fours. he fours is here. Four. he's
3: always laughing. Four at four four. four. four at four He's brought to you by Sombrero Mexican Food, serving the freshest San Diego-style Mexican food. That's
1: right, taking advantage of the bowl deal going on right now, a signature bowl, chips and drinks, $6.99. Check it out at
0: sombreromex.com. I want to ask Ernie a question. Ernie, well, he's standing by, so you can ask it. Yep. All right, Ernie, um, you know you know the wager I have with Mark Willard. Correct. It's the Padres versus the field that the Padres will end up with the worst record in Major League Baseball. I asked you this about a month ago. I'm going to ask you again on this July 7th. Would you take my side of the deal or Willard's side of the deal? I got to go with Willard. What? <laughs> you what? can leave right now.
3: Yeah.
0: And there's around. the 4-4. Ford Ford. There yeah. it is right yeah. there. You can
3: <laughs> I think the Phillies are a bad team. They are bad. They
1: are really bad. The Giants are, although the Giants are behind yeah, but get remember,
3: but
0: remember, Bumgarner's been out this entire time for the Giants. Giants are not going to finish behind the Padres. The question is, can the Phillies I mean, I don't know. I and mean, the Phillies are ridiculously bad. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I just I can't believe it. I never envisioned a team as bad as the Phillies are right now. See, for anybody in the world, Not named Mark
1: Willard or Steve Hartman. It's a win-win. One of you guys is going to be trotting around with all your glory flopping all over the place around the diamond at at Petco Park.
0: Well, as you know, I'm on my total T right now. Easy. Easy. Easy there, stud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy, Secretary. Who knows what I'll be like (laughs) in September. But we, you know, obviously it's going to have it'll happen after the baseball season's over. But I I can just see us with our extra 1360 Fox Sports San Diego broadcast setup right out there behind second base. Yeah, looking in terms home base, all the shows doing their shows out from Petco Park that day. And then uh, somewhere maybe in the 5 o'clock hour.
0: All the, I know, uh, the all run. I know, all I know is if by September, if I continue on this program, I'm going to put out my own body issue. My own. <laughs> yeah. People are just, ah. Doesn't yeah. matter what angle, yeah. what lighting, it's all gonna look good. But the, I, the staple
1: good. in the
3: middle of the magazine is gonna cover <laughs> up the best part. So I can I can see our buddy LDJ uh, going to work as we as speak. As right? we speak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as we speak. Whoa, doctor! All right, let's get it started. Number four. You look like,
1: like an angel. angel. Walk.
3: Talk like an angel. Walk like an angel, talk like an angel, but I got one. You, you live in the sky. sky. You Joe Tory thinks this guy is a devil, but baseball says otherwise.
1: What What's going on with Angel Hernandez and Major League Baseball right now?
0: I, I have no idea. If you don't know the story, Angel Hernandez has been a major league umpire for quite a while. And he says that he has been uh, racially discriminated against when it comes to plum ex- uh, assignments. Okay. The problem with that is is that Angel Hernandez will be on the All-Star crew this week. Yeah, with Joe West. He's also been umpires in past World Series and League Championship Series. I'm not exact. he's filing a lawsuit against yeah. Major League Baseball yeah. and I'm like, wait a second. Have you been an umpire in multiple division playoff series? Yes. Have you been an umpire in a World Series? Yes. Have you been an umpire in All Star Game? Yes. So in other words, the three <laughs> plums yes. that are available to an umpire, you check the box on all of them, and you're suing Major League Baseball for discrimination. I, I, there, are, Listen, for the most
1: part, there are some really good guys who are umpires in Major League Baseball. We had the story last week or two weeks ago, the, the one guy who saved that woman from jumping off a bridge in Pittsburgh right. yeah. and helped, you know, kept her from committing suicide. And and so that's, I mean, that there's awesome stories like that. But you also have some of the biggest douches in pro sports who are umpires. I, I mean, Joe West uh. leads the pack. But, yeah, Angel Hernandez, I'm so sorry your life sucks like
3: it does. You poor kid. And, and, well, mm, go ahead. Now, I was going to say, and as people thought this was a fishy story because they were thinking, well, we'll name him to the All-Star Game and maybe this will uh, have him drop his lawsuit. But the umpires are named a month in advance or just announced. Yeah, uh, Right. And, no, he so, already
0: knew he was going yeah. to the All-Star Game when he filed this lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he gets so it. He's right. I mean it just it makes absolutely no sense. But we always talk about these uh umpires. It's like any other. You've got really great umpires, you've yep. got good umpires, and then you guys you got guys stealing money. Oh. And once they're in, they're never out. Right. I mean that's that's the crazy thing, not just in baseball, but I mean it's like Look, I mean, they. You remember when they fired all the umpires? You remember that? That oh, was the, Richie. The what's his name? Now?
1: Was the? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, we're all going to walk out." And They're like, "See ya." Yeah, yeah they <laughs> fired them all. Hey guys, a uh, little scoreboard uh, update for you. Austin mm-hmm. Hedges
3: yard.
1: Padres now lead two nothing top of the third. All right, I'm. I might bet with Willard now at this point. <laughs> I mean, a,
0: wow, the
3: Phillies total are tea. just ridiculous.
0: Total T! I I may have to double up on my total T! <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on.
1: Number three. A little talking heads on a Friday. Next to on 1360. Fox News, Spaniel. Good afternoon. Stop making
2: sense. Mm-hmm. Stop making
3: sense. For once, Mavs owner Mark Cuban is making perfect
1: sense. Steve, I think there's going to be more and more people echoing what Mark Cuban and others have said. But now when you look at the... I guess disparity of talent, aka power, in the NBA Western Conference versus Eastern Conference. It's time to reseed when it comes to the playoffs.
0: Well, it, okay, but that doesn't make sense. And Watch I, I'll your tell tone. You why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense. If you want to say that we're going to have 16 teams in the playoffs, reseeding's is not going to do it. What you need to do is get the 16 best records. So if 12 teams come out of the West and only four teams come out of the East, mm-hmm. then so be it. But the idea of, you know, 18th from the West, 18th from the East, and then receding them— if I were that number 9 seed in the west and I won 47 games and the in the last place uh, last seed in the east won 39 games, I'm like, what does reseeding do for us? Why are we not in the play? I mean, if you want to just dissolve east versus west, yes. then you got to go the
1: whole way. I and maybe that's what they end up uh doing, but they I think the NBA is realizing That with all the the moves that have made, especially this year in in free agency, that they've got to do something. Something has to be done to
0: keep fans interest when it comes to the postseason. Yeah, but I mean, okay, let's go back last year. You would still end up with Cleveland and Golden State, right? You would. Correct. I mean, and Cleveland was not the one seed in the East. Boston was. Mm-hmm. Cleveland was the two seed in the East this past year. It obviously didn't make any difference. Yeah, but if you so you, well, if you still have one dominant team like you have with the Warriors and maybe only one team like Cleveland – what does it matter if you're receding all of, what you Are you going to get better series? I mean, last year we got Houston versus Oklahoma City. That was an intriguing matchup with Westbrook and Harden. I think, that, what, what, I think they realize. Where would you realize, get better, better matchups? No, they would have to realize
1: that when you have two dominant teams like you do in both conferences, odds are even if you're to, to recede.
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: You're still going to get those two, but I think it's the intriguing aspect of like scrambling the whole thing. And doing the you know the one place 16 2 place fifteen type of thing, I think that's where the intrigue comes on. The intrigue comes in and holds fans uh, than having just terrible series leading up to the championship. I
0: don't know how it changes anything. I mean, instead of let's say you have a Clippers-Memphis series, you have a Clipper-Toronto series. Does that really make a difference? I mean, is that a is that a bigger draw? I think it would be. You I think a, it it helps it them.
1: It helps them erase a little bit the fact that. Hey, the East is just weak as hell. If you take out the Cavs and kind of, you know, it, 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 like you said, get away with the get rid of the East and the West altogether. And I but think if, it allows you, you to do But if you do that. this,
0: if you if you reseed it, right? So I guess the argument here is is that you wouldn't have like the, the Cavaliers taking off games because they know right. no matter where they're seated in the East, they're going to get through the East. But if you were to say, all right, let's reseed. And then suddenly the Cavs get knocked out by San Antonio. So be it. Uh, in the semis. And then you got a San Antonio-Golden State final. Yawn. Well, Yawn. Uh, yeah, Are you listen, kidding me? That's better than not, Cleveland and Golden State? It's not... Right now,
1: you know, in theory, it's not a perfect science. They would have to come up with a, a very creative way as far as the receding is concerned, but they need to do something. They just cannot let it continue
0: to go no, the way it's going. It's not about receding. it's it's taking the best teams. And then, then you really get it pissed off. I mean, if you say, "Look, the top," if you have the top sixteen records, and again, mm-hmm. that's skewed because you're if you're playing in the East, obviously you're playing a lot more games against teams in the East, so you can't really you're you're comparing apples and oranges yeah. on the Western Conference no, records no, Steve,
1: versus the Eastern I think, Conference. I record. think what you said about getting rid, it just it's all the whole NBA is just one big giant conference, and as you said, the sixteen best teams. You're moving on to the playoffs, and then we recede you based on your record and, and whatever uh, again, head-to-head you come up how with.
0: How does it make it better, though? You're not answering the—how does that make the playoffs more interesting? If suddenly I've got the Celtics versus the Rockets instead of the Rockets versus uh, the Clippers. I mean, how, how is that it's, more it's, interesting? I think it, it makes the regular season more interesting,
1: obviously because the, the the 16 are are going on and knowing that they're going to get receded so you're not going to have you know guys taking games off and we, you know we get those meaningless games in November and December it kind of does away with that and at the same time it's it's something new it's different it's not the status quo all, all right, right here's just, what I would
3: do go ahead I was just saying, what do you how about if they just shave like nine months off the playoffs? that would work as well
0: yeah, eliminate the regular season completely, <laughs> and yeah. take Golden State out. All right, now we got a now we got a playoff that I might be You're interested. Not eligible. In. We move on.
3: Number two. I pledge allegiance to the SBs for which I kneel. I, which I guess
1: that uh, Colin Kaepernick is. Going to come back from his new home of Ghana. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be at the uh, the ESPY's in uh, Las Vegas on the 12th. Well, first of all,
0: we, we know uh, there's been a lot of uh, criticism of ESPN as of late, uh, all the uh, moves they made, hemorrhaging money, everything else. But the biggest criticism about ESPN is that they have swung politically left, far left. And the fact that Colin Kaepernick. An unemployed former NFL quarterback is going to be given center stage. What do you think he's going to do? They are handing him the keys to say whatever he wants and make some political statement out there. I mean this this is this is over the top.
1: Unless for, unless the NFL steps in and says, You you like that Monday night football contract?
0: And they like, no, we don't. We hate that Monday night football contract. It's the worst contract ever signed. Do you realize that they pay more for their rights fees than Fox and CBS combined? Right. And they have no flex schedule. They get the worst games every week. They get one playoff game and no Super Bowls. But you also... If I was ESPN and the NFL came calling, I'd go click. <laughs> <laughs> but does the NFL say, you know, they Don't. can say whatever they want. I'm, I, Colin Kaepernick has been given a forum to speak his mind. He is going to eviscerate the NFL. He is going to eviscerate people. It's going to have people watching. Uh, but mm-hmm. it is also played by the far left, a.k.a. ESPN, to give his progressive thoughts a platform.
1: And what if the NFL says, you know, if you guys ever have any hopes of landing a Super Bowl on ESPN—
3: You don't give Colin the platform.
0: These are idle idle threats. It's not in their contract. Right now, ESPN is desperately trying to get out of this deal. They'll do anything they can to get out of this Monday Night Football deal. But wouldn't they do anything they could to get a Super Bowl? Again, they're not going to get a Super Bowl. That's not part of the package. NBC, CBS, and Fox. You're not going to see the Super Bowl
3: on ESPN. Ever. Now, is it, is it bad if he just kneels for the entire SB <laughs> event and doesn't say anything? He just kneels the entire?
0: <laughs> well, and, and the thing about, His all right, I like that, Ernie. Let's say he got up there and all he did was kneel. Would he get a standing ovation or of would there course. be boos from the audience as well? I think not a everybody. Not everybody in the sports world is swinging far left. You understand that, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Yes. There are plenty of conservative voices. Oh yeah. Well, maybe the
3: maybe they're trying to fish him out. Think about that. Ah. There you mm-hmm. go. Let's see who's going to play ball. Maybe, yeah. maybe, speaking of ball, maybe he can be a presenter with Levar. Oh my God. Oh God.
0: Let me ask you this: that You think it's... that Peyton Manning, who is essentially the face of the NFL, right? He's you hosting think he it. Would, you think he would applaud or boo? Colin Kaepernick, Uh, if he he, took a knee. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, man. He He doesn't strike
0: me as a left-wing guy. No,
1: no. I think he's going to steer
0: as clear as possible (laughs) from any controversy. I think he'll have that death stare. Yeah. In fact, he'll probably go Omaha at that point. (laughs) Omaha. (laughs) Omaha. Sort of giving him the hint that maybe it's time to audibilize (laughs) quickly. Call another play, Colin. we will start
3: handing out free Papa John's pizza to distract everyone. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, let's
0: wrap this up. Number one.
2: Will there be brotherly
3: love for the Padres this weekend? Well,
1: it's starting off like there is. Padres, a couple of solo shots from the bats of... Jose Pirela and Austin Hedges. And right now in the bottom of the
0: third, it's the Padres on top of the Phillies, 2-0. <laughs> All right. So the Padres start the day seven and a half games ahead of the Phillies. Seven and a half games ahead of the Phillies. Right. Uh, Padres with the third worst record in baseball, Giants in between. But again, the, the Giants have had no uh, Bumgarner for whatever, right? It, it, he's and he's coming back. So. Yeah, but if, here's a question though: if you're if you're the Giants and you're Bochy, are you bringing Bumgarner back? Yeah, I'm paying him a lot of money. Yeah, I'm trying oh. to get people in the seats. Uh, but this Philly team—they started the day 28 and 56, which means. They're on pace for a fifty-four and one hundred and eight season. What man? They're bad. Remember, they won the World Series nine years ago.
3: What they were in the World Series eight years ago. What do you call the dog days of summer for the Phillies and the Padres if they're somewhat already going through that right now? The
0: death days of summer. (laughs) I call it the off season Uh, for the Eagles. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and the Flyers. Yeah, yeah. It's Eagle season. <laughs> <76ers>. <laughs> Although they stink yeah. as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, brotherly
1: love. Man. I mean, what do you? You know, you know how Philadelphia fans are. What do you think oh. is just being shouted from the stands on an average night with as bad as this team is? Well,
0: I, I last game I saw silence because uh, <laughs> there's nobody actually at the game. But I mean, when you look at their lineup, I mean. Their top names are Aaron Alther, Odabel Herrera, Freddie Galvis, Tommy Joseph, and Michael Franco. Th- those are their big stars? <laughs> Get ready those... to run,
3: car. Get ready yeah. to run, Harvey. <laughs> I am giddy- giddy up.
0: Wait, maybe maybe it's a pitching I'll save. Let me look at the rest. Jeremy Hellickson. Yay. Joaquin
3: Benoit. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah, he's We know there. him. Their, their lineup's wow. like the beginning of Major League, when they're like, who the hell are these bleeping guys? <laughs> I mean,
0: put it this way. The five pitchers that have started the most games for the Phillies this year are Jeremy Hellickson, Aaron Nola, Nick Pavetta, Jared Eikhoff, and Vince Velasquez.
1: Wow. Oh, God. Wow. I, I couldn't pick any of them out of a lineup if somebody's holding I mean,
0: a gun to my head. This, I mean, honestly, they make the Padres look like the twenty-seven Yankees. I mean, it is unbelievable. But how the thing bad this is,
1: team is, you know, I'm sure there's people listening in Philadelphia right now on iHeartRadio. Download the iHeartRadio app if you haven't uh, done <laughs> yes. so already. Who probably are going? You know, make fun of us. Go ahead. We're the worst team in baseball. But. uh we're going to go out to training camp in here a little bit, go see our Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. And then when the when the winner gets here, we're going to go see our Philadelphia Flyers. And then we're going to go watch our Philadelphia 76ers. What are you guys going to do?
0: I'm yawning at those teams. Are you kidding me? <laughs> go to the beach. First of all, the Flyers <laughs> haven't won a Stanley Cup. do you say
1: go to the beach. That is yeah.
0: no longer an excuse. OTL. Yeah, oh, exactly. Let's see. The Flyers haven't won a come Stanley come. Cup since Gerald Ford was president. Okay. Uh, the they still have it, though. 76ers. Dr.
2: J. Uh, last right? one. That was
0: 1983. Okay. They still uh, have the them. The Eagles won their last NFL championship when Eisenhower was president. But they still have them. And the 19- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
3: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
3: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> J-j-jumba. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumpaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Brain fog. Insomnia. Moodiness. Weight gain.
0: Uh, The Phillies, by the way, had won most recently. Although uh, you know they don't exactly have a glowing record as well. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm with. I'll I'll take the weather.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think this is just going to be a preview of the 2020 NLCS.
0: Ooh, what do you think? Mm. What are the odds? Uh, uh, Too far. I mean, of, t- of a two t- big of a Perdomo helix in game 1 <laughs> of the National League Championship series. <laughs> okay, we make f- we laugh
1: because we're crying on the inside. Billy's got the big four and we've got the hmm.
0: All right. Uh, if you want to comment about any of our uh, four and four stories, you want to get in for the cannon shot of the day, remember you can win a four-pack of tickets for the Padres-Giants game a week from today out at Paco five seven zero thirteen sixty at Cannon Hartman Acosta 1360. Text us 70470. Former San Diego Charger Lorenzo Neal has a
1: huge honor coming up in August in Canton, Ohio. His thoughts on being LT's Hall of Fame presenter after this.
2: Hornberger here, Mark and Richo,
1: coming up noon on Monday. It was the Battle of the Basemen. How did the Padres do against the Phillies? We'll talk about it on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego. Run along on this Friday. Get in for that cannon shot of the day. Winner taking home four pack of tickets to the Pods and the Giants coming up on July fourteenth out at Petco Park. Right now, Padres on top of the fields,
0: two nothing. Wasn't that long ago, Costa, that you and I were strongly considering going to Canton this summer for the Hall of Fame ceremonies? This was before the Chargers uh, made it official. They were moving to L.A. because uh, we thought, "Wow, okay, LT's going in," and we yeah. had a strong suspicion that Don Coryell was going to finally get the call exactly. from the Hall of Fame. So we were like, "Wow, I mean, that's going to be the ultimate experience—the ultimate Chargers day at the Charger Hall of Fame. fame. Absolutely, yeah, it would've uh, been awesome." Don Coryell, you get those old time Chargers hanging out to celebrate his great career. LT and everything that that's long gone. Uh, we are not going to make the pilgrimage, pil- uh, pilgrimage uh, to Canton this summer. Although I do encourage, if you're an NFL fan, at least once in your lifetime you oh, need to go to Canton.
1: It's and, it's mecca for an NFL fan,
0: uh, uh, sure. and especially at the Hall of Fame ceremonies because all the former Hall of Famers do show up. They will have like a hundred plus. That's a lot of Hall of Famers. And,
1: and you know what? I, I, maybe this is, this is salt in the wound for San Diego Charger fans, or it's just like too little, too late. And I don't know. But there's going to be some people out there who, who do take solace in the fact that it's LT going in because of what he did for the San Diego Chargers, not because of anything he did for an L.A. franchise or obviously a New York Jets franchise. So there might be some people out there who think, okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's a little consolation for us here in town.
0: Well, to me, it's going to be a very interesting speech, not just by LT, but by Lo Neal, his presenter. I love the fact that he picked Lorenzo Neal, who was obviously instrumental in so many of his records, very including much so. his record-setting 31 touchdown season that gave him the uh, MVP award. And we've known Lo Neal forever. I mean, he's just a super guy. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what, I mean, if you ever look at a fullback uh, going into the Hall of Fame, I mean, he's on the short list. Uh, guys that have the resume necessary to be, you know, singled out as elite. Look how many thousand yard rushers he has blocked for in his career. No doubt about it. I mean, I mean, it you stacks know, up with the best of them. I'm happy that Morton Anderson's going in. He's the second pure uh, kicker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you had Ray Guy finally get in after years of waiting as a pure punter. yeah you know, we've talked about you know Devin Hester. Is, is he a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer? Or is the most dominant return guy in the history of the game? If you start looking at specialists, you know, fullback is is one of those positions. And I mean, believe me, there was none better uh, than Lorenzo Neal. Lo Neal was on with Mark and Rich today. Uh, talking about his pilgrimage to Canton for the ceremonies as the presenter for Ladanian Tomlinson. Uh, and he, I, I, when I heard this, I'm like, come on. He actually says he believes uh, he's not worthy of such an honor.
2: So much. I mean, I'm not worthy, guys. I'm not worthy. You think about it, though. I mean, Ladanian Tomlinson, what he did for the San Diego community, the Charger fans, the players, I think the National Football League, Let's just think about this guy, his illustrious career was second to none. Argy'll be one of the greatest running backs that ever played in the National Football League. And uh, for him to choose me, um, you know, for the biggest moment uh, of his career, you know, his post-career is just uh, such a blessing. Well,
0: it, it is a great honor to be a presenter, by the it's way. It's a Carson. no-brainer. You know who presented more Hall of Famers by far than anyone in the history of the Hall of Fame. The great Al Davis. The great Al Davis, uh, whose first presentation was for Lance Allworth. That's right, the first AFL player to go in the Hall of Fame. San Diego Chargers on Lance were selected Al Davis as his presenter. Why? Because it was Al Davis, then an assistant coach with the Chargers that signed him with the Chargers. Kyle, so did, more... you know,
3: did you know that Steve knows Al Davis or knew Al Davis?
0: Yes, I, he did. How, yes, do you, he how do you know Al Davis? I I, I actually work with a man, although I like to think we so worked, worked for the side by side. I did, and we oh. both had the same birthday, July 4th. You know what i had that he never had a heisman vote mm-hmm. oh, I, I thought you were gonna say he never went to high school with steve fisher <laughs> with steve he didn't high fisher. he might have gone he might have gone to high school with steve fisher but not jeff did fisher. al davis that, ever
1: yeah. have dinner with peter seidler i don't <laughs> never, think so never one more from lorenzo neal uh what he hopes to accomplish in his speech for lt i think that you're going
2: to have Emotions, but I, I think that the Charger fans, the true Charger fans, are going to welcome LT with open arms because what he stood.
0: Interesting. I just
2: want to hope that I can represent Ladanian Thomason uh introducing him to the Hall of Fame, Football Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I hope I can just do he and his family justice because he was such an amazing player, and I think that everyone. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say that this guy was a better person. Any was
0: player. I think that he will get a rousing ovation unless he mentions the Spanos family. <gasps> oh. I'll put it this way: I've never, ever <laughs> heard anyone give a Hall of Fame speech and getting booed. Oh my! But if if LT gets out there and says, "I want to give my deep thanks to the Spanos family," oh boy. And you got all those San Diego Charger fans that mm. made their way to Canton, Ohio. That could get ugly. But he has to mention them, Steve. He doesn't have to do anything. Yes, he does.
1: He's not in the Hall of Fame without the Spanos family. Uh,
3: yeah.
0: well, how about if he does this? He gets up there and he goes, i like to thank the Spanos family, not only for their support when I played in San Diego, but for the opportunity. To make my mark in their new home of Los Angeles,
3: (laughs) California. Then (laughs) (laughs) Then
0: people are going to start throwing rocks and garbage. I mean, seriously, I mean, he is, I mean, they've put him in a really precarious situation. But is it really? Yes. Steve, he he, Who is going there to represent L.A. Charger fans. No, he's representing the San Diego Charger fans. But I'm talking about all those Charger fans that are going to be there. Well, uh, you would. How many of them are L.A. Chargers fans? Probably zero zero right so if he makes any reference his banos or the move to la or how great the future of the chargers is going to be in la but Steve,
1: he's not going to mention the future of the chargers in la he doesn't have to we're putting him in the hall of fame because of what he did in the past and the past is full of nothing but san diego charger memories
0: how did he feel about it when he got cut loose by the chargers was now, he, if happy he brings that then? up and he
1: starts swearing at the Spanos family and stuff, then you've got an intriguing speech. But he won't. Listen, LT is a pro's pro. He's not going to throw any dirt at anybody. But I think that, I mean, it, it would almost seem like he's being, uh, he's not being gracious enough if he doesn't mention the Spanos. By the way, Marcus Because they drafted Allen-
0: him where they did. I was there at Marcus Allen's Hall of Fame induction speech and he thanked Al Davis. He took the high road. And I, think, I was right. sitting right there and everybody was a little perplexed but it really wasn't that big of a deal. But it was. it's not like it is now. I oof. I, I know you said one more. I, I will decide. One more. I got more Neil here. Uh, all right. I want to hear more Neal. Sorry, Jay. Uh, on with Mark and Rich today, talking about how the San Diego Charger fans will feel about LT going in as a San Diego Charger.
2: I think that you're going to have mixed emotions. But I, I think that the Charger fans, the true Charger fans, are going to welcome LT with open arms. Because what he
0: stood for as long as he doesn't mention the LA Chargers or Dean Spanos, <laughs> then they'll be fine. And if he gets up there and says, I, I know that I know the Chargers are in LA, but to me the Chargers will always belong in San Diego. He's now not there's gonna, a
1: line. He's not gonna say it. He's not Come gonna on. make any he doesn't the thing is he doesn't have to reference the LA Chargers, Steve. Not at all. He's not going to go whatever and say, like, and I want to thank the Dean Spanos for giving me the job as uh, his official greeter at the new complex door as an assistant to, to him. No, he's he's talking about what he did from the point he came out of TCU to the time he left the San Diego Chargers. All right, give me more Neal Costa. Uh, on with Mark and Rich today. They did talk about, uh, you know, the NFL back in L.A., and he talks about the only NFL team that can succeed in the L.A. market.
2: Oh, my gosh, I think it still hasn't really settled in. I mean, you know, we're calling them the L.A. Chargers, but I think it's just going to be tough sledding to move from L.A. And now to go to L.A. where L.A., guys, it's the Lakers, the Dodgers. It's not really, it's not really a football town. It's a college town. When you think about USC and maybe USC and a little bit of UCLA, the only team I think that has any chance of being successful in that L.A. market is the Oakland Raiders.
0: Preach, Lorenzo. Preach. Well, he knows. Of course he does. Where is he living right now, by the way, Lo In the Bay Area, doing sports talk radio. So he knows. Of course he does. So uh, the Raiders will continue to dominate the L.A. market, which uh, uh, will put the Chargers in a poor third. Although I want to bring this up with you later, because I know you keep holding out hope that somehow the Chargers can make some sort of mark in the (laughs) L.A. market. But just hang on to that (laughs) thought, all right, just because uh, I don't know why.
1: There's always a chance.
0: Mr. Uh, Mr. Raider out there uh, By the way, uh, looking for your Canon shot of the day, 570 At Cannon Harbor Acosta, 1360 Texas, 70470 And by the way, how about this note? So if you're going to perform in Atlanta in the Hawks-Phillips Arena you better be white and we're going to tell you why coming up next
3: Come up on Monday morning on Hardwick and Richards. I expect plenty of stories about saving endangered turtles as Nick comes back from Hawaii. Also, the Home Run Derby. Would you want your favorite player in it if it affected the second half of the season? We'll give you our thoughts on that. We begin at 6 a.m. on Extra 1360 Fox Sports, San Diego.
0: Cannons rolling along on this Friday. Still a chance for you to get in for the cannon shot of the day. Remember, somebody... Spice shows in. is going to win a four-pack of tickets for the Padre Giant game next Friday out at Petco. By the way, how about Judson, man? He's been... uh, Dude, you talk about the ultimate team player. I mean, he has been sold, though. I mean, he's been like, you know. Right. Of course, although Scraby, uh, basically, he comes on like Nick who? I mean, oh. I think I think Scraby, I mean, first of all, Scraby filled in for uh, the often uh vacationing Ernie Martinez. He did. Uh, and basically assumed that that show is now his. Right, the Scraby Hour, as he the called it. The Scraby Hour. Right. And uh, I get a sense that he's feeling quite comfortable right now uh, as a sounding board for Jetson. So it's going to be interesting when Nick gets back, uh, whether or not Scraby will know his place. Oh, boy. Or Wally whether Pipp. he feels like that, uh, you know, he's... You know, puffing out his chest a little bit these days. We, you know,
3: the bottom line is. Because you saw that photo shoot. That's true. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. No,
1: I think the bottom line is when push comes to shove, we've got a great team here. mm -hmm. And everybody would go to the mat for the the other guy if push ever came to shove. That's why it's fun to work here.
0: A lot of double duty, but that's okay. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Because what do we do? We just talk sports all the time. Exactly. There is a story out there. Oh, my God. This one is like, what year is it, right? (laughs) I mean, I'm like, checking the calendar here. Yeah. Um, So this has to do with Phillips Arena there in Atlanta, which is the home of the Atlanta Hawks.
1: Yep. They control everything in that arena.
0: And a former uh, manager of security operations named Samuel Hayes was fired. In late April. And now he has filed a lawsuit against the Hawks. Mm Mm-hmm. Saying that white celebrities have been given preferential treatment over African-American.
1: Yeah. Celebrities. And I think he's got a pretty strong case.
0: All right. Well, that's if everything he says is true. (laughs) True. Okay. So here's what he's saying. All right. (laughs) He used some names. So, and he said for the African-American employees that worked there, Mm -hmm. of which he was one, That they were put under a lot of stress to make sure that white celebrities got the star treatment as opposed to the African-American celebrities. Yep. All right. So let me get this straight. So he mentioned names like Amy Schumer, Adele, Ariana Grande, and Bon Jovi. Yep. uh, As white celebrities. Mm -hmm. And then he talked about some of the black celebrities like Drake, Future, Kanye West, uh, Sean, P. Diddy. Uh, P. Diddy. Yeah. All right. So, what what does he say, Costa? Is the <laughs> difference in what the white celebs' treatment was as opposed to the black celebs' treatment? When they would come into the arena,
1: right? They would request not to have to go uh, to bypass the metal detectors on their way inside. And according well, the- to this man, Samuel Hayes, Schumer, Adele, Grande, Bon Jovi, those requests were met with, okay, no problem. Go on in. When Drake, Kanye, Diddy, Future, amongst others, asked for that same preferential treatment, oh, no, you're going through the metal detectors. Those requests were denied.
0: Well, I mean, if that's true, I mean, that's definite discrimination. There's no oh, question about that. Slightly, So... By the way, did he ever report this when he actually was employed? He he had
1: trouble. He he reported several times to uh, the manager or the managers there saying, wait a second, this this isn't right. This is not the way it's supposed to be. And apparently, uh, based on what I know of the story, it fell on deaf ears. But there's other employees that will back up his statement that, yes, because they're the ones putting them through the, the security. That it seemed like all of the big-name black stars were having to go through the metal detection uh, policy or whatever they have. And the white ones that we named,
0: amongst others, were just, yeah, come on in. No problem. You don't have to go through. My, my feeling about security and buildings is that it's got to be all or nothing. Of um, course. And so, because honestly, who? I don't care if it's the president of the United States. Right. I would demand a security check. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what color you are. It's about the safety of everybody
1: in that building. And you can't sit there and say, "Oh yeah, you're white, go ahead, no problem." "Oh no, you're black. Yeah, we need to search and patch you down before you go through."
0: I I get the idea of celebrities wanting all that cel- look at, you know, I I did that celebrity uh, event in Long Beach for 22 years. Mhm you know and oh, they, yeah, yeah they want to be
1: pampered they want to uh, be treated
0: not all of them no. in fact really a very small percentage are demanding anything above and beyond what anyone else would get most celebrities that i have known over the years uh are pretty regular people and and part of it is is that they were regular people before they became celebrities and they remember that and most of them remember that and usually uh Yeah, I mean, you'd be. I I think most of us that cross paths with celebrities in a casual setting, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if they're surrounded by mobs of people, it's a different environment than anyone else. But I'm talking about in a casual situation. If you're fortunate enough, I uh, fortunate enough, or just in the opportunity, be you usually find out they're they're usually pretty regular people.
1: Exactly, and and most of them are cool. And it's, it's, you know what it take the celebrity away from it. If you're cool to somebody else, odds are they're going to be cool with you. So all the times you hear, yeah, there's some jackhole celebrities out there, but a lot of times it's because some fan, you know, either got in their dish and tried to provoke a response and, Oh, he hit me and I'm going to sue that type of thing. But for the
0: most part, treat someone the way you want to be treated. Well, my only thought about this story is repercussions from the NBA toward Atlanta, Yes, bingo I mean, I mean, bingo. if we talk about you know future side for all star games or anything like that, exactly uh and this proves to be a true story, you've yep. been eliminated right. See you later, yeah, and ask North Carolina how that worked out, right, and that was a team owned by Michael Jordan, yep, so that was interesting well will watch how this story uh. Uh, plays out. I, I could make so many comments here that I just I, every one of them would be in bad taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some of the uh, celebrities like Adele, I mean, she could be hiding something. Uh, Amy Schumer, I just can't. I can't resist. I can't resist. Sorry, mm-hmm. dust in my throat. That's what I'm I mean, joking. Bon Jovi's got that big hair, man. That's true. Hide hiding a lot one. in there. You can hide Gotta a lot in there. there. Got to check a lot up there. That's uh true. Time to qualify someone right now for the cannon shot of the day. Hey, drumroll, please. This hours.
1: Can and shot Krupp. Another text. Tonight's summer league Lakers Clippers game will be most watched meaningless basketball game because two balls are gonna be hanging together, Lonzo and Lavar. <laughs> Speaking of Lonzo, no more no, fun. No, no,
0: and- no. Hold on, hold on a second here. Hold on. Hold what? on. Before you go any further here, before you go, don't don't get so hasty jumping on your tees. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> Normally the way it goes No 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 cannon sometimes shot and then No 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 no. we we every, the one thing about this show is is that we're we're not a routine show. That's true. And we're constantly throwing things out there. I want I know we're going to talk about Lonzo and his big debut. Okay. But you and me 5:30. I I want to do this at 5:30 today. Oh bring it behind you the schoolyard. You and me are you going, Dave and, Roberts? On me? No, 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 no. You look at people; don't always know our behind-the-scenes conversation. But much to my shock, you're making the play that the Chargers are going to be bigger than the Rams in LA in mm-hmm. 2017. Yeah, there's right? there's one
1: circumstance, one factor out there that possibly could give them that leg up.
0: Okay, I'm going to bring you to your knees. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to oh, bring Steve. you to your knees. Oh, Stephen, you're cute. At 5:30, if you want to so go cute. there, we'll do it at 5:30. All, All right. right.
1: Now, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Now you can go ahead. No more fun and games for Lonzo Ball tonight. The NBA Summer League debut happens in Vegas. Will it be Viva Las Vegas or Viva Rock Vegas?